And we're live. Welcome, everybody, to The Way of the Truth Warrior. My name is David Whitehead. Happy to be here with you one more time. Hopefully, it's not the last in the midst of all this cancel culture. Uh, today is Wednesday, July 21st, 2021. And today, I am your DJ. I'm going to be a DJ today. I got my DJ headphones. I got all my remixes ready to go. And we are going to town. I got a lot of information to share with you as always. We're going to be tackling the great vaccine debate, especially when it comes to this COVID-19 experimental mRNA gene therapy jab that they are trying to shove down your throats, regardless of how many experts come out with concerns, no matter how many stats and data and all this stuff comes out uh, to show that it is neither safe nor effective. And, um, this show, I, I was going to show you guys a lot of these types of clips, but a friend of mine, the hermit on Twitter sent me a video of a YouTuber named Vosh or Vosh. I don't know how you say it, uh, where he was basically begging everybody to go get the vaccine. And I put a comment in that video to point this gentleman to Dr. Robert Malone, who is the inventor of mRNA technology, and to just say, why is this never really talked about? Because in his video, which we're going to suffer through at least seven minutes of this video, um, he's trying to bring your attention to the fact that this vaccine is saving lives and it's the it's what you need to do. And all these anti-vaxxers are just crazy. And he's trying to conflate anti-vaxxers with people that support Trump and are basically far right extremists and all the whole song and dance. And I just couldn't let it slide because I've kind of had enough of it. it. It's really blowing my mind how, how many people are talking about this whole situation with only one side of the, of the, of the debate points, the only one side of the argument. And it's as if they're operating in a space where none of us exist. I don't exist. Dr. Robert Malone doesn't exist. Dr. Judy Mikovits doesn't exist. Dr. Tim Yeadon doesn't exist. Dr. Uh, Luke Montagnier doesn't exist. Dr. Kerry Madej doesn't exist. Dr. Kulvinder Carr doesn't exist. Dr. Sukharet Bhakti doesn't exist. Um, you know, the Great Barrington Declaration doesn't exist. It's, it's and, the, and the evidence and the facts, VAERS doesn't exist. Um, and so many other things like we're going to go through it. I'm just going to play a lot of clips for you guys today. And we're going to take this debate out because it's over. The vaccine debate is over, whether they know it or not, because you just have to look around. You just have to look at the stats. And, um, and then, of course, it's over just on the basis of the fact that they're trying to violate uh, your sovereign right to determine what you do with your body and what you don't. It seems like the my body, my choice thing is only a selective argument that works in certain ways, but clearly is not universal, which shows all kinds of logical inconsistencies and fallacies that would not be tolerated in any sphere of philosophical or scientific debate. The other thing I want to say real quick, and I'm fired up today, guys, so strap yourselves in and focus because you're going to need to pay attention. Um, the other thing I want to say is we haven't even really been able to have an actual public unedited, live, scientific debate about any of the things that are happening in this world right now. When it comes to lockdowns, when it comes to masks, when it comes to social distancing, when it comes to experimental jabs, no debate is tolerated. We live in the world of censorship. 
And when you live in a world of censorship, especially of esteemed, well-rounded, world-renowned experts from their fields uh, coming out in opposition to what the government and the media and the World Health Organization are saying and what Fauci is saying and what Bill Gates is saying, when you have another side that is in the scientific world coming out to say they're lying to you. This is, this is not the data. We've got the data to show it's completely different than what you're telling us. And they're not even given a platform for debate. And the media doesn't cover them. And if they do, it's always in slander. When before, these are literally the people that are at the top of the totem pole in the world of medical science. When they are censoring those people and journalists and shows like me, you know something's up. That alone ends the debate because the debate didn't even get to happen. And now a bunch of people get to go out there and pretend they know what they're talking about. And they're operating off a belief system that was packaged, created, and installed right in their brain. And they are operating as if it's the truth when it is not the truth. And I'm going to prove that to you. It will be irrefutable by the end of this show. So stay tuned. That said, let me just make sure everybody's comfy. And we're rocking and rolling. We're over on the foxhole. We are on Twitch. And we are on Rockfin. Yes, we are on Rockfin. And we are on the DLive. How's it going, DLive? Digging with the DLive. Okay, so let's remix this, guys. Let's get right into it. Um... I'm just going to play a bit of this video and, and just so you know, okay, so I don't like to, um, drive by people when it comes to videos. Uh, but I put a comment in this guy's thread this morning saying, okay, here's some facts. Dr. Robert Malone, inventor of MRNA technology that everybody's injecting into their bodies without knowing what it is. No long-term safety data. How come nobody's talking about him and what he's saying? And I'll play some clips for what he's saying in a minute. Um, and they deleted my comment. I went on there. I can't find my comment anywhere. And I thought that was really interesting. My next thing would have been, let's, let's have a debate about this. Let's talk about this. And I'm fully open and ready and willing to do that if this person would like to do it. But all I can do is show you because guess what? This guy that did this video, um, he's just echoing what everybody out there that is just blindly accepting what they're being told believes. And so he just happens to be a public figure that's doing this. So um, I've got to do it. I've got to show you guys what's being said. And I have to show you the other side. And then you, the listener, the viewer, you can decide for yourself what you believe. Okay. So I'm not trying to attack people. I'm not trying to tell you what to do. I'm not trying to tell you what to think, what to believe. That's the mainstream media's job and the fact checker's job that are all run by the Pointer Institute and owned by BlackRock and Vanguard, as we discovered uh, last show. Just go check that out. Who owns everything? It's a good one. Um, I'm here to make give you the other side of the story that is being censored from the discussion. Censorship is the act of cowards and tyrants. That is not science. That is not that is not the way we come upon the truth. We don't come upon the truth by censoring literally half the world and half of the discussion. That's not science. Science is your objective. You're there to look at all the facts and weigh the pros and cons and have a hypothesis and see if it works out when you keep adding different plugs of data into it. That's science. And when they're censoring scientists 
and journalists that are covering those scientists. Tyranny, cowardice, that's all I can say. And the fact that these people still exist, that believe this, they believe the stuff I'm going to show you right now. They believe that this, first of all, they believe it's a vaccine. This is not a vaccine. It's not defined as a vaccine by the people that created the vaccine. So stop saying it's a vaccine. That alone says the vaccine debate is over because we're not even talking about a traditional vaccine. We're talking about something new, an experimental gene therapy, as they call it. So the debate is over right there. But here we go. Let's hear from this gentleman and see what he's got to say. And then I'm going to take him to task point by point. Come on, video. You can do this. I've got a public service announcement. I'm afraid that all of you are going to have to shut up and take it seriously because it's actually really, really, really important. I'm not joking. Vaccinations. Uh, they're a thing that exists and uh, it's pretty cool, you know? Okay, so public service announcement, vaccinations, they exist and it's pretty cool. Yep, vaccinations do exist. This isn't a vaccine, but please continue. In the state of Washington, which is where I live, uh, quite a few people have been vaccinated. The percentage of people who have been vaccinated in Washington is generally pretty high. And for that reason, life has gone more or less back to normal where I live. Um, it's it, Okay, so this is where we're going to get into the narrative of, well, the vaccine is allowing us to have our freedom back, guys. Didn't you know? Didn't you know that the vaccine is allowing us to stop wearing masks? to open up our businesses, to go back to normal. And it's these filthy, uneducated, conspiracy theorist uh, wackos, the unclean, unvaccinated, that are preventing all of us from getting back to normal. That's why, that's what's happening. That's going to be the narrative that he rolls out for you, okay? And it's complete and total 100% verifiable bullshit. But please continue there, sir. In 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 like broader Washington, like you know, governor's orders, the businesses you don't have to wear a mask in anymore, you know, which is nice. I, I that's not the case in Canada. That's not the case in Australia. That's not the case in New Zealand. That's not the case in vast majority of European countries, except for Sweden, which didn't do any of this shit, by the way. Which I find it interesting. None of you people ever bring up. Um, and so it seems to be, and I'm going to show you guys after how we're being told by Fauci, by Dr. Tam, by Justin Trudeau, by Biden, by everybody, that even if you get a vaccine, you must still wear a mask. It's not enough. We got the variants now. And the vaccine magically is, by Fauci's definition, it um, will help you, it protects you against this virus and the variants, but we have the variants and that's why you got to wear the mask even if you got vaccinated. The contradictions are incredible, but uh, yeah, keep repeating mainstream media talking points will you please i like that i i like not having to wear a mask everywhere i hated it i hated every second of it because you i'm a good american it. and a patriot i <laughs> oh you're a patriot what does it mean to be a patriot what do you think the founding fathers of america would be thinking right now as the government is fleecing the economy telling you and dictating to you where you can operate your business, how you can operate your business, even if you can operate your business, whether you're wearing masks or having vaccines or not, okay? Uh, shutting down churches in Canada, allowing 50 churches to burn to the ground in Canada without doing anything, okay? Sorry, I'm bringing Canada into it. 
Um, but yeah, what would the founding fathers actually think about the moves that the Biden administration is making right now and all the governments of the world are making right now for totalitarian micromanagement of every fine detail of your life? Does that sound like something patriots would be supporting? I did it because I recognized there was a broader civil need for, in this moment, my complacency, for all of our complacency. This is a chart. I retweeted it a little while ago. This is every single U.S. county measured on two axes. How many adults there have been fully vaccinated and how many of them voted for Trump? <laughs> Guys, I want you to listen to this, okay? This is gold. And I'll explain why in a minute. Just pay attention to this argument. You might notice a pattern. The counties with the lowest proportional percentage votes for Trump are the most vaccinated. And the opposite is the case with counties that voted heavily for Trump. Now, this is an... Now, isn't that interesting? Isn't that interesting? Because everybody was like, why is Trump pushing the vaccine? Why is Trump pushing the vaccine? Where did he push the vaccine? He pushed it on the mainstream media news outlets where people who are probably beyond saving are listening. And it did have the opposite effect, didn't it? Yeah, maybe some people who don't think for themselves or look at all the information that's all over the web and all over the place that you can learn about the problems with these vaccines. Uh, you know, maybe they didn't listen to that and they just went, oh, Trump said get the shot, so I'm going to get the shot. But the, isn't it interesting that even though Trump was out there saying get the shot, go ahead, because he knows this is the only way they're going to be able to end this pandemic and there's a whole other game involved. I'll, the people that supported Trump still didn't get the shot. And they're still going to try to accuse Trump and Trump supporters as being the ones that are keeping the lockdowns going. What kind of universe does these people live in? It's unbelievable. But I'm telling you, what this guy's proving, whether he knows it or not, is that people that voted for Trump, who happen to just be patriotic people that are sick and tired of getting raped by globalists and charlatan lying politicians um, who want something different, who want the founding principles of America to return, who are true patriots, okay? And I'm not saying Trump is perfect. I'm just saying that's what the people that voted for Trump voted for him for. That's what their intention was behind voting for him as opposed to voting for creepy Joe Biden and Kamala la 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 Harris. Come on. It's it. So what I'm saying is that what's interesting to me is that they're actually pointing out the fact that the people of America that voted for Trump didn't even listen to Trump when he said, yeah, yeah it's OK, go get the vaccine. Because they remember that Trump actually first started promoting hydroxychloroquine and these other Regeneron, these other therapeutics. The media sliced it up, totally distorted the message. There was the Lancet report that ended up being retracted about hydroxychloroquine. Your heart's going to explode if you take hydroxychloroquine, even though we've been using it for 70 years uh, and it's been safety tested up the yin yang. And it's one of the safest drugs we've ever created. Um, they're saying they had to retract that study upon which the mainstream media narrative was built that hydroxychloroquine was somehow deadly and we got to stay hiding under our beds and locked in our homes until a vaccine comes out from Bill Gates and Gavi. That's what we were told. Yet, even though, so these people remember that. They, they also remember that Trump himself, even though he apparently said he got vaccinated, what do you think he means when he says that? This is all optics. What did Trump himself do when he himself came down with coronavirus? 
He went to the hospital and was back to work in 36 hours. Do you think they had an extra vaccine waiting for him? That's not what he got. He took some therapeutics. And he not only did a man that's past his 70s come back to work within 36 hours after getting the most deadly virus to ever strike the planet. He went on the most epic tour of, of political rallying that America's ever seen. And the guy has the energy of a 40-year-old and he's up there on stage to this day, healthy as a horse. And he didn't take a vaccine to get rid of this. He was taking hydroxychloroquine and Regeneron, which is just probably a combination of these different therapeutics like ivermectin. So I find it interesting that he's bringing up this argument that, look, it's all the Trump supporters. And this is the narrative. These people are probably paid or they're just ideologues. The narrative is anybody that's voting for freedom to return to America, anybody that wants to have their lives back without all this new normal cult bullshit, they are the problem. They are terrorists. Look at the FBI saying everybody that went to the Capitol, all the families, none of them that ended up storming any buildings. They were just there. They were supporting their country. They were singing peacefully. They were there to watch Trump's speech. They're saying those people are all terrorists and we got to go door to door and investigate them. No word about Antifa and, and all the burning and looting of the entire nation over the summer of 2020. We don't worry about those guys. We just worry about people that are singing the national anthem and waving the American flag because they are the true patriots. They're now classified as terrorists while the real terrorists stalk the lands unabated. And yet they're going to say they're the terrorists. And now they're saying, well, look, it's the anti-vaxxers. The anti-vaxxers, the anti, well, we're not even talking about a vaccine. So I don't know what you're talking about. Um, a lot of people that I know that are pro-vaxxers, but are, they're not taking this shot for an interesting, and a lot of them are doctors and nurses, which should tell you a lot. Um, but now they're trying to paint that brush. They're trying to put everybody in a general category of if you voted for Trump, if you are having questions about this experimental mRNA technology that we've never used on the human population before, then you are in the same basket. You're a danger. There needs to be legal action taken. You need to be forced. You need to be dragged out of your homes and forced to take this shit because otherwise this is just going to keep going on and on and on and it's all your fault. This is Projection 101. Take notes. Incredibly significant distinction. I don't know what the mean line is here necessarily. I can see a line okay, blah, blah, blah. the not Trump voting side. That's about 55%. That is an unbelievable difference. It is. The difference here between about 35% of the population being vaccinated and about 55 is astronomical. It's insane. That is an unbelievable difference. Apparently, according to this chart, there's one county right up here. Probably have like six people who live there, you know, to blame this governor or that China. You know, I don't know. I don't really care. I think that when... Hold on, I want to back this part up because this is an important point that he's trying to make here. I think it's about here. Let's just go from here. Spiel that you've all heard before, but I want to rush through it because you're not actually my target audience, okay? COVID sucks. People have tried to find groups to blame. There's been a protracted effort in this country to blame this governor or that, China, you know? I don't know. I don't really care. You see how he said that? There's this effort, a protracted effort to blame this governor, that governor, China. I don't know. I don't even really care. I think that's the mindset of a lot of people that bite into this stuff is because there's gaps in knowledge. 
And anytime there's gaps in knowledge, by the time you get to a conclusion about how you're going to operate in the world based on that belief system that's got all those gaps in it, you're not in a space of being on the side of what's true and what's real because you're missing pieces of information. So in my mind, I don't think it's irrelevant at all to ask the question, who done it? Who done it? Was Fauci and the NIH and Fort Detrick, Maryland, was there a whole thing going on where they were studying and working with gain of function research? Was that happening? Is China, and by China, we mean specifically the Communist Party of China, not China, the Communist Party of China, all right? The dictatorial regime in China that was set up and sponsored by Western elites. It would be really important for us to know if they had any doing in this, be it an accidental release from a lab, meaning we're dealing with a lab-created virus, or whether it was done on purpose in collusion with people that are operating within high levels of government within the United States, or in my case in Canada, et cetera. It would be really, really important for us to do that. In fact, if we're conducting a proper scientific detective level investigation about what we're dealing with, the origins of it, how it got released, and who was a part of releasing it or hiding the true origins of the release, that is literally the most crucial part of that entire investigation. So to just brush on by and then start making your argument tells me everything I need to know. I think that when an adult sees the problem, their first thought is, how do I fix it? Not who's to blame for this problem. When you get... Yeah, yeah, we should be... Yeah, no, I'm with you, man. We got to identify the source and origin of the problem. We have to identify the solution to the problem and the solution to this problem, as you will learn, and it will be undebatable by the time I'm done this show, there has been solutions to this problem that don't cause blood clots, that don't cause myelitis in hearts of young teens and children, that don't cause deaths, that have been staring us in the face this entire pandemic and there is a whole host of world-renowned medical scientists and doctors that have been calling attention to these solutions from day one. And we ignored them. We censored them. We shut them down. We mocked them. We deplatformed them. And not only them, but any journalist or podcaster like me that had those types of people on my show for the entire lockdown to try to tell people we don't need a lockdown. We don't need to destroy our economy. We don't need to have an experimental jab out there that could have all kinds of health side effects that we can't even calculate because we don't have any long-term safety data. We've had the solutions in front of our face from day one and they've been ignored and they are still being ignored even though this shot, and I will prove it to you, this shot has more deaths and injuries to it in the first six months of rolling out than all other vaccines combined, at least according to official data, which is also highly in question at this moment. So take it away. What's next? It really hung up on trying to assign blame rather than- I'm hung up on it all right. I want to know who did it. Problem. Uh, you distract yourself from nope. the most uh, productive- uh You're distracting yourself right now by refusing to do the most important part of this investigation path that you can take. So what do we do to fix this? Well, the funny thing is, 
nobody on the right seems to have a consistent story on this. What? What? What was that? Nobody on the right has a consistent story. Um, I don't know what you're talking about with that. First of all, this isn't really a left-right issue, is it? Because I've spoken to just as many Democrat liberal friends that are very well aware of what's going on and are vastly against this, okay? As I have right-wing people. So don't make this about a political divide. We are all human beings. We are all living on this planet. We are all going through this pandemic together, right? No matter what race, gender, religion, sexual orientation, or whatever, we're all going through this, okay? And it's important that we stop with the divide in politics and try to just get to the truth because there's just as many corrupt bastards on the Republican side or the uh, in Canada, the conservative side as there are on the liberal side, because in the end, in the end, who really manages the political spectrum? Who owns the debt of your nation? Those are the real string pullers. That's where we have to start focusing our attention. Who benefits? from the mass fear and hysteria that has been peddled by the media that they own. Go see my show from last from Monday about who owns everything. We get into it. There are people flying well above your government who manage your, your political divide, and we need to get past that. And speaking of political divide, you have to go watch the show that I did with John Paul Rice and Methods. Uh, we did this earlier in the week. You can get it on Twitter. You can get it on all of Methods channels where John Paul Rice brings some absolutely incredible information, and I did my best to bring some too, about the left-right split of the hemispheres of your brain, the comparison when we look on the macro level of the public and how people follow, find themselves in these different categories. It has to do with a lot of different factors than people even imagine. And here we are shooting arrows at each other while we have a common enemy. So cut it with the divide and conquer. That tells me what, everything I need to know as well. So continue. You know, there are commenters on the right uh, on Fox News and stuff who are saying people shouldn't get vaccinated. I legitimately believe you could make a decent argument for arresting people who engage in that behavior. I legitimately believe you could make a case for arresting people that engage in that behavior, meaning what he's highlighting there is anybody telling you not to take the vaccine. You should arrest those people. Should they get a fair trial or should we just hang them right away? Like it should, if we see an unvaccinated person, we're probably all soon going to have to wear these yellow stars. Actually, we don't have to wear the yellow stars because they're going to have it all biometrically imprinted and they already have the psychological profiles and the AI biometric cameras and all that shit. So they don't really need yellow stars anymore. But either way, if we find one of those dirty little vermin anti-vaxxers, shouldn't we just shoot them where they stand? I mean, come on, you got to save lives, right? So want to make an omelet, you got to break some eggs. I mean, worldwide pandemic. And they're like, yeah, guys, don't get vaccinated because it's part of our political program to keep you from being vaccinated. They're all vaccinated. Tucker Carlson is vaccinated. Charlie Kirk is vaccinated. The Fox News hosts are vaccinated. The bill you know what? He's actually got a point here. Any of these people on mainstream media, I mean, hey, good thing it's getting on mainstream media. I'm not going to complain about that. But I don't like the hypocrisy either. So I'll give you a point there, my man, because anybody that is out there questioning the vaccine publicly and telling people not to take it, but then they themselves have already taken it. Yeah, 
I think the hypocrisy stinks. It shouldn't be like that. It should just be about the truth and the facts. And we should actually leave everybody's personal story out of it. We should just get down to what really is going on here. Billionaires are vaccinated. Trump is back. All of them are vaccinated. Why don't they want the Trump pushed the vaccines? He bragged yep. Operation Warp Speed was one of the few things Trump did well. The programs he put in place to facilitate the rapid development and approval of the vaccines, that was a thing that he, that was one of the very few things that he did well. Oh, he did a lot more than that, but you guys would never admit that. But they still don't want their people to get vaccinated because it's turned into this horrible culture war issue. Yeah, remember Joe Rogan? Joe Rogan would play off the virus in public, but in private, people said that he was freaking out about it, having stuff wiped down with alcoholic wipes and being very fastidious with checking, very paranoid. It's a brand. Being anti-vax for a lot of these people isn't a personal choice they've made. It's a part of a broader political plan to politicize the response to COVID. And we don't see any of that happening on your side of the fence. Being that the message that you're given is sponsored by all of the big major media companies and is literally the mainstream narrative. There's nothing fringe or, or anything about what you're saying. You're just on the side of the most popular opinion of the day. And you saying that there's no political reasoning behind, there's no people that are out there pushing the vaccine um, because they benefit either politically or financially from pushing that vaccine. Did you find, did you hear the news story that uh, Facebook's fact checker, what is it, PolitiFact? has a $2 billion investment in the vaccine manufacturing companies that are manufacturing this vaccine. Do you find that a little bit shady? Maybe those people are motivated by, I don't know, something to, uh, to put out a message that would benefit them as you're trying to insinuate is happening with people that are anti-vax. Who are we talking about here? Any of the doctors that I'm going to play for you? are risking life, limb, career, and everything in order to come out and say what they're saying. They're going against the colleges. They're going against the mainstream media. They're going against Big Pharma, which sponsors the vast majority of the modern medical establishment in the West. They are risking everything to say what they believe. And they also bring a lot of evidence and facts to bear to prove what they're saying. So who, when we're talking about them going against the biggest establishment, which usually on the left, in the classic left, you guys used to be the number one there at the front lines to critique big government, big business, big media. You guys used to be the watchdogs, and now you're joining their camp and saying, how come all these people have trouble trusting the most wealthy people in the world and the entire medical industrial complex that is run by literally multi-billionaires and trillionaires? How did you guys flip so quickly? It's mind-blowing. But if you're watching me, you already know all of this. I mean, you, you already know. You're aware of all of this. Um, so my message isn't really for you. My message is for those of you who have friends or family members who aren't getting vaccinated. Okay, so guys, this is for us. So listen up. What I'm about to say comes off a little harsh, but oh, I'll say okay. it anyway. Yeah, go ahead. Um, COVID's killed over half a million people in this country. It has far outstripped the casualties of warfare. And okay, pause, buddy, pause. 
See, this is the issue when we have these discussions, because we can't move to that conclusion until we first deal with this pesky little issue of the polymerase chain reaction test, which the inventor himself, Kerry Mullis, is on record and on video telling the world, I invented this. Here's my gift to the world. However, it's not to be used for diagnosing infectious diseases. It's for lab environments only. And the function of it has to be monitored so carefully and right down to the minuscule little detail that you can't use it in a general testing scenario of a pandemic. And then we've got all the evidence to show that it's pinging false positives because they're running it at 40 plus cycle thresholds. So all the data that you're talking about, which is ingrained in your mind as being fact, falls apart the minute we actually start looking at the real numbers, which of course, if you're going to the actual source numbers right now, they're all basing the numbers of cases and deaths and the whole thing off of test results that come from what? The PCR test, which is in question, not just by me, a lowly level, low level podcaster that's been banned to the fringes of the internet. It's in question by the top experts in the world. Top experts in the world are questioning using this test and especially using it, running it at the cycle thresholds that they're running it at. So your statement about how, look, COVID's, COVID's killing this half million people more than all the wars combined. You know what's killed more people than all the wars combined? First of all, the wars killed way more than half a million people, okay? But second of all, you know what really killed more than all the wars combined? The pharmaceutical drugs that were actually approved and did go through safety trials and were approved by the FDA are literally the third leading cause of death in Western countries. Those were the approved drugs and medications. Death by doctor, which is where you go into the hospital to get a doctor to diagnose you for an illness and you actually die or come out maimed because of the treatment and not the illness you went in to get diagnosed for is listed, depending on what stats you look at, between the fourth and even the second cause of death. How many people have died due to medical error, due to drugs? I mean, we could get into the fentanyl situation. We get into Oxycontin. We could get into uh, Purdue Pharma. We could get into Merck releasing vaccines to the third world knowingly that was knowingly contaminated with the HIV virus which is probably a remnant of what was going on with that gain of function shit. Uh, we could go on and on, and I will be going into that in my Cult of the Medic series. We're going to diagnose it. You can go listen to uh, Dr. Peter Grolsch, who actually wrote tons of scientific papers, worked as a vaccine or a drug salesman. He worked for a as a drug salesman for many of these big pharmaceutical companies. And he says pharmaceutical companies are the third leading cause of death and have killed more than all the wars combined. And you're trusting those people to come out with an experimental jab they've never used before, where in all the other previous mRNA trials that everybody talks about, virtually none of the animal, animal subjects survived that. And then, of course, we got to get into the data of what we know right now of what's happened over the past six months as the shots rolled out. So stay tuned for that. But I just wanted to point it out. If you really want to get into what the major leading causes of death are, first of all, they're heart disease and cancer. And so are we going to look at that? Are we going to look at diet? Are we going to look at environment? Are we going to look at the quality of water, the air supply, the food supply, 
the depletion of nutrients in the soil? Are we going to get into look into some real causes of death here? Or are we going to continue to obsess endlessly about something that when you really look at the raw data is essentially amounting to a rough seasonal flu? And where did the flu go? Where is it? And that's only the people who have died, by the way. Millions of people have been afflicted now for the rest of their lives with debilitating conditions. Their heart, their lungs, their breathing have been... Look, if you have a shitty immune system and you're vitamin D deficient and you're coming to an elderly age and you haven't taken good care of yourself, there's something called the law of cause and effect. And you're going to have trouble with any virus. I know people that caught pneumonia in their lives and they still have all kinds of problems, coughing and wheezing. And they'll tell you all the stories. Oh, I had pneumonia. That's why I'm coughing and wheezing. It has nothing whatsoever to do with the fact that I smoke six packs of cigarettes a day. So there's this thing where there's no personal responsibility ever cast on whether or not people are in a positive state of health or a negative state of health. It's all just about, did you wear the mask? Did you take the shot? And did you hide under your bed? That's health. Homo sapien phobia and mass hysteria equals health. Affected by COVID-19. My father got COVID-19 like a year ago. I tweeted about it when it happened and he's fine. He lived, oh, he's fine, he's awesome. a big, strong guy. But sometimes, he says, there are still after effects. Well after the disease leaves, harm remains in your lungs. But I thought we were talking about science. If we were going to really do science, we would have to monitor side by side. We would have to look at people like, say, I don't know, I caught coronavirus. Everybody that I know, at least I caught the thing that has all the symptoms of everything they were saying with the shortness of breath and all that. I caught that in February 2020. I was flying back and forth the US and I came back and I had something that was pretty rough for four days. Natural cures, gone. Healthy as a horse ever since. In fact, I think I got an immune system upgrade. So thank you, COVID, for that. Um, and the vast majority of people, according to all the data that we have, uh, this is really going to be something compared to a flu. And once you have this particular strain of the flu, it's not going to happen again, or at least you're going to have immunity for a long time afterwards. And if you're still having health problems after going through a process of getting rid of a toxin in your body like that, um, you may want to look at your daily regimen of what you're eating. Are you supplementing? Are you sleeping well? Are you smoking? Are you drinking alcohol? Are you taking other medications? Are there any contraindications with those medications, with all the other things that you're taking, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. What about your mental state? Does that have any effect on our immune system? What's your age, et cetera? Do you have any other pre-existing underlying conditions, Right. So that's science. And that's what people from my side are asking for, is that we actually do the science and figure out, well, why are people getting it and then recovering and they're fine? Like a kid is going to get this thing and it's going to be a sniffle and then they're good to go. And then other people get it and they die or they have, it's the same question we should have been asking all this time about the flu, about pneumonia, about staph infection, about, man, take your pick. 
Take your pick. There are billions of viruses on this planet. Billions. Are you going to get billions of vaccines and all the boosters for all those vaccines in order to keep yourself safe from all the viruses out there that could kill you if you're not in a state of health and if you have a shitty immune system? Where does that road end? Booster after booster, shot after shot for this one, and then the variants, and then the Delta variant, and then the Lambda variant, and then another virus, and then all the other viruses that are out there. It's never going to end. It's an endless stream of income for the people that are making these cures, which aren't curing anybody, by the way, because these vaccines don't stop transmission and they don't stop you from catching the virus. So why did you take it? Have any of you ever experienced an injury severe enough to cause long-term pain? Yes, yes, yes. He goes to a back injury. Back. It's blah, over blah, blah. now. Throwing out your back during deadlifting obviously isn't that much of a problem. I don't know if you look you like a guy that does now, deadlifting. Can't you? And I could, painfully. There are people with knee injuries who know this. They've had it for decades. This now, plenty of reports. Many people are afflicted by this, and not just old people, young people, too, who have a hard time tasting and... Look, those are reports. Did you vet the reports? Where did you get the reports? What's the data on those reports? Were there any scientific, was it all just pure 100% scientific consensus on those reports? Or was there any other scientist that came out and went, uh, no, the data that they're using for those reports are flawed, or again, they're using this flawed PCR test, or these people were already immunocompromised, even these young people, they had underlying conditions. So therefore, yes, any flu is going to cause these types of effects. Are we looking at the nitty gritty and the fine print, or are we just reading New York Times and Washington Post and just believing everything they're telling us? Smelling like they used to, this is a real thing. And by not getting vaccinated, you're afflicting the people around you too. No, that's actually incorrect. It's incorrect. That is an incorrect statement, that by not getting vaccinated, you're inf infecting other people around you. The vaccine doesn't stop transmission. That's from the official manufacturers themselves and many scientists that we're going to get to are going to point this out. If you really want to stop transmission, boost your immunity, become strong as a human being, live a healthy lifestyle. And if you're in a severe situation and you've got a compromised immune system or you're elderly or you're at risk, you got ivermectin, you got HCQ. The studies for that are far exceed the amount of studies we have for the vaccine that aren't looking too impressive these days. So stop acting like these other things don't exist. They do. Those with uh, immunodeficiencies, people who can't get vaccinated for one reason or another, or the fact that the vaccine... Wait, if there are people that exist that can't get vaccinated for one reason or another, if you're going to admit that that's actually a thing, then are you going to retract your statement that people that aren't getting vaccinated should just be arrested? Because that means you're including those people that just can't get vaccinated for one reason or another. Vaccination is just not perfect. It's not completely infallible. It's not perfect. It's not completely infallible. So where there's a risk, there's a choice, right? And by making yourself an active vector for COVID-19... No, 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 I'm not an active vector for COVID-19 just because I didn't get the vaccine. In fact, why are there all these studies coming out from different places that are all very highly vaccinated where 60 to 70% of the people in the ICU right now have been double vaxxed and they're catching COVID and they're in the hospital? Well, this is the official story. We all know that this is the effects from this shot because 
as we're going to get to, the inventor of the mRNA technology, Dr. Robert Malone, is going to explain to you slowly about how this shot is turning your body, your cells, into a spike protein manufacturer. It's not a vaccine where it's just getting your body used to it so that the body knows how to fight it. It's turning your body into a creating factor, a factory that creates spike proteins to induce immunity. And they don't know what the long-term safety of doing that is. And what it sounds like to me is that that would be catastrophic because now you're programming the body and the cells of the body at the mRNA DNA level to do something that is not natural. And we got to stop playing God. We got to stop playing nature. We're messing with the primal forces of nature. And I don't care how many scientific studies you want to bring up. That doesn't go very well when you look at the vast track record of human history trying to do that shit. Spread, uh, you are increasing the likelihood of death and decay. And you're doing it for no reason. You're, you're, you're... There is a reason. There is a reason. There are people dying. There are, I'm going to show you the people that are, they, they went and they believed everything you said, man. And they went and they lined up like good little citizens and they got their shots and they are now permanently disabled for the rest of their lives. And those are just the ones that survive. And that doesn't mean everybody that gets it's going to die. Although if you listen to uh, Luc Montaignan, Dr. Luc Montaignan, go look him up, listen to his statements and look into his bio read his biography about who this man is that is saying this. This isn't someone from conspiracytheory.com or I support Trump.com, the way you guys view everything. This is literally one of the world's leading virologists who won a Nobel laureate for discovering the human immunodeficiency virus. I think we might want to tune in and hear what that guy has to say about it. You're really doing it for nothing. So here's my message to you guys, okay? Here's the message. If you have friends or family who won't get vaccinated, don't see them until they are. <laughs> don't see them until they are? Look, we're kind of worried about you guys. Because if you heard of something called vaccine shedding, we're a little bit worried about you guys. So I have a, I agree. You know what? Let's just have a little time away from each other. You know, distance makes the heart grow fonder. And, um, you know, let's give it a couple months. And then we'll come back to the table and we'll see who's healthier and who survives in the end. Okay. I, I'm willing to do that. I, I think that's the way to go. I don't want it to be this way, but you guys want it to be this way. You guys don't want to talk. You think we're the walking lepers of the modern age. You think we're terrorists. You think we should be locked up and dragged out of our homes and be forced to take this shit. But we don't feel that way. And there's hundreds of millions of us around the world. So, and, and for that matter, if this was really, if your narrative was true, how has Sweden gotten away with this? How did Florida and Texas get away with having concerts and UFC events and NASCAR events and baseball games of loads of people? Some were vaccinated some were, most were not at those times. None of them were wearing masks. Maybe a few of them were. But we're not, we're not tripping over bodies in Texas and Florida or Sweden, unless I'm misinformed. Is anybody living in Texas, Florida, or Sweden tripping over bodies in the streets because of those super spreader events? Even if you're vaccinated, if you have kids and your grandparents won't get vaccinated, do not let them see your grandchildren 
until they get vaccinated. The vaccine. So children who have a lower instance of death or issue from this particular virus than the flu should be vaccinated even though they are going to recover within a day or two from this flu if they ever got it. And then they'll have natural immunity, which means they will be contributing to real organic herd immunity. And there's no immunity like natural immunity, my friends. Okay. When you get viruses like this, all the data and science that we knew before 2020 would tell us that you're immune for life or at least for decades. So if you think that these kids are walking around asymptomatic, no symptoms, they're healthy kids, and you're not going to let them see grandparents or see anybody or see their friends unless they've gotten vaccinated. You need to have your head examined, man. That's not science. That is not science. That is cruel, unusual punishment on the young. And you are training them not to become vectors for disease, but to become vectors for hypochondriasis and mass hysteria. And the effects of that are going to be catastrophic. Stay tuned. I'm going to show you some of them. Vaccines are free. You can just go get them anywhere now. The vaccines are free, guys. They're giving out free ice cream, lap dances, lottery tickets, hamburgers, beer for life. They're really trying to sell us on this. Really, really, really hard. If you're over 12, you can get them anywhere. If you're over 12, you can just go get them anywhere. Just let's throw all the data out of all the concerns that are come out with major experts here about the damage this could do to children during their most formative years. Let's just throw that out because it's free, guys. You can just go get it. Okay. All right. That's all I'm going to do. The guy goes on and on. Clearly, I am biased towards my own opinion. So, you know, I'll just leave that there. You can go watch the whole video and then by all means, make up your own mind. But if you look at the comments in this thread, people are literally calling for the death of unvaccinated people. Okay. And I don't care what your opinion is of the vaccine or the not the vaccine or any of this stuff. If you look at the human track record, anytime the government or the authority of the land puts out the idea that a certain group in the population is somehow diseased or they're a threat or whatever, that never goes well. That never goes well. It leads to genocide. It leads to totalitarian control. And then guess what? Then the government, once they've eliminated their opposition, they start coming after you guys next. So stay tuned for that. Um, so let's move on. Let's move on. I'm going to start proving because I've just been sort of talking. Uh, it's better that I just prove it. So he made a few claims here. He made a few claims. He was talking about how um, he hates wearing the mask. Hey, good for you. You should hate wearing it. It doesn't work. We'll get to it in a bit. It, you guys all look ridiculous. Um, and so they hate wearing the masks. We could, we could have ended this lockdown sooner if all you guys would have just got the vaccine. I'm going to debunk all of this because whether you got the vaccine or not, let me just tell you this. They're not going to give you your freedom back and nothing is going back to normal, whether you get the shots or not. CNBC, the World Health Organization urges fully vaccinated people to continue to wear their masks as the Delta COVID variant spreads.
You guys remember this one? Or what about, was this one Dr. Tam? Yeah, let's hear from Canada's Minister of Health, Dr. Theresa Tam. Wash your hands well and often. Cover your coughs and sneezes. That message delivered almost a year ago, still relentless today. Don't lose patience right now, just as the vaccine programs are underway. That vaccine program Dr. Tam hopes will break this crisis phase in Canada, ending lockdowns and harsh restrictions, possibly by the summer. But here's the difficult news. Which didn't Mass, happen. physical distancing, all those personal measures Canadians have been following, Tam says are here to stay for many months to come, even after the bulk of the population is vaccinated. For many reasons, because some of the uncertainties that we said about the variants, but other countries also don't have the vaccine as fast as we do. So these viruses, you know, can come in uh, in, in invisible ways. It's not clear when Canada will lift its tough border and travel restrictions. But Canada's health minister is already in talks with G7 ministers about the possibility of vaccine certificates to show proof of immunity. The intent is to coordinate, yes, because you can imagine the confusion in international travel if there's different certifications that are required. Haidu told Rosemary Barton Live all countries are still grappling with that cohesion and questioning if those vaccinated can still transmit COVID to others. If you still contract a mild form of COVID, are you just as infectious as you were if you weren't vaccinated? And those questions continue to evolve. As the government looks ahead, some doctors are only now starting to reflect on the trauma of the past year. One of my friends who's an ER physician, she calls it scars on your soul. Every name, every patient who's suffered, who's died, even if you didn't know their name, your soul is marked by it. She... I'm marked by all the souls that die to these kind of things, whether they died from COVID uh, or whether they're dying from this shot or whether they died of suicide or overdose um, or other uh, things that are related to the actual government policies of lockdown. I mourn for all their souls because all lives matter. All lives matter. But uh, yeah, moving on. Here's, uh, here's Fauci, who's currently in the hot seat for funding gain of research. Dr. Fauci, are we looking at a split-screen America right now, a vaccinated part of the country doing quite well and an unvaccinated part of the country? Sorry, I guess, look at this dude. Who's this guy? <laughs> is, he, is that a mask? It looks like a... Hold on, can we zoom in? Is that a... I can't zoom in on this. That guy looks like he's wearing a mask. Ah, oh, these people are like clones or something. I don't know. But anyways, sorry, continue. Tree in crisis. You know, unfortunately, I think we are looking to some sort of version of that, essentially two Americas, an unvaccinated at-risk America and a vaccinated America that... Hey, good thing we have ivermectin. Relatively speaking, is quite protected against infection, including by the Delta variant, which has... Did you hear that? You're protected, relatively speaking, of course, including the Delta variant. So if you're protected including the Delta variant, why are all the vaccinated people worried whether there are unvaccinated people in the world? Because you're protected. Has a great capability of spreading from person to person. As you know, Los Angeles County has reinstituted its mask guidelines for indoor use for vaccinated and unvaccinated people. Is there a risk for confusion here or raising questions about the efficacy of the vaccines? risk? I mean, I thought we were trusting science. This would be a great time to bring up that exact question. 
and bring it into a forum of public, unedited, live debates between Fauci and Take Your Pick. We got a whole lineup of contenders. Well, I don't think it, it raises questions about the efficacy of the vaccines, but what I do think it does is show that there is a degree of discretion at the local level, Lester, under certain circumstances where you have a high level of dynamics of infection, be that in Los Angeles or wherever, the local authorities do have the discretion of going that extra mile or going the extra step it takes to make sure that the spread of this virus is really contained. And they do that by saying that everyone should wear a mask. <laughs> so everybody should wear a mask, even if they've gotten vaccinated. So sorry there. Uh, what's his name? This guy. It looks like the narrative is crumbling. Uh, what else is this? This is from the Los Angeles Times. Being vaccinated doesn't mean you must go without a mask. Here's why. And then they give you this long thing about how even if you've been fully vaccinated, you should still be wearing masks. This is the fun part of the show where we, oh, look, they've already got all the bad. This is my TikTok. Make sure you follow me on TikTok. It's hopping right now. I've got over 5,000 followers. I've hit over 42,000 likes. Uh, some of my videos are going more viral here than I've ever had happen. So uh, it's a good place. And I'm trying to condense information on this channel and give you some good commentary and also provide experts uh, little clips that you can use to share with your friends. They're very easily shareable. They're all under three minutes. Um, so I just wanted to go through a few of those with you, uh, starting off with the one that I recorded this morning, and then I'll prove what I'm saying in this video. You know, technically, this isn't really a debate between vaxxed and unvaxxed, because what we're talking about with this COVID-19 shot is not a vaccine by any stretch of the imagination. It is an experimental gene therapy, and that is as defined by the people that made it. But don't just listen to me. I'm just a guy ranting on TikTok. Go listen to people like Dr. Robert Malone, who is the inventor of the mRNA technology that's being used in these COVID jabs. And I would advise that you heed his warnings and concerns. He may know a titch or two more than anyone here about this subject. He also may know more than your politicians who just keep reading scripts from their teleprompters. He also may know more than any of the journalists that are telling you on the media what to think or the people who are writing the headlines of all the newspapers and magazines that you read. And we don't even have to stop at Dr. Robert Malone. There are countless amounts of doctors and experts from all over the world that for a long time now have been issuing dire warnings about the effects of this vaccine. Oh, wait gene therapy shot that is experimental and being tested for the first time en masse in the general public. It's never before been used. And yet we're crazy for even having some questions about it. That's pretty interesting to me. So next time somebody asks you, hey, have you got your vaccine? Just be like, no, I haven't. And neither have you, because what you've gotten is an experimental gene therapy that is causing record numbers of deaths and injuries by all measures, according to all of the available reporting systems that we have in this world. And think about it like this. If somebody made a product that killed even a hundred people, it would be ripped off the market very, very quickly. And those people would be tried, 
fined, or even imprisoned. If you or I grabbed a bunch of chemicals and started mixing and matching them in our basement lab and then made a product, got some doctor, paid some doctor to sign off on it, and then started selling it, and it killed, say, a thousand people, we would be in jail or worse. But of course, that same level of scrutiny would never happen to the big giant pharmaceutical companies who are themselves immune from any kind of legal liability if their product or this experimental shot goes wrong and ends up killing or harming you. You have to go to war with the actual federal government in order to get any kind of justice. And I don't think that's justice. So be sure to stay tuned on this TikTok channel as long as it's up because I will be inundating you with evidence, facts, and real scientists. All right, so there we go. Um, and so let me prove my word here. We'll roll it back a little bit. I got a few to run through with you. Sorry if you've seen a lot of these in the past. Um, let's go with Dr. Bakti. Now what happens when the cells that line the vessel walls begin to produce these spikes and protrude from the cell surface into the bloodstream? These cells are going to be recognized by your lymphocytes that are born or given to you by the dear Lord to kill those cells that are making the virus or the virus protein. These lymphocytes are going to mount the attack on your vessel walls. This is the first way towards clot formation that as we know is happening all over the place. Now at the beginning, after the first vaccination. This danger is already terrible in itself if your killer lymphocytes start trying to kill you. But at that time, during the first seven to 10 days, there are still no antibodies. There are not yet any antibodies. However, after three or four weeks, there are masses of antibodies. And if you dare to repeat this performance and start to put those spikes out into your blood, God help you, because now not only the killer lymphocytes are going to attack, antibodies and complement and leukocytes are also going to attack, thinking that your cells that are producing these spikes are bacteria, and they are going to try to eat your vessel wall cells. This attack of the Air Force and the Navy has been created by the vaccination. No one knows what the outcome will be. However, the vision is so horrible and so awful and terrifying that I myself don't really want to know. I want you to decide to not take the second shot. Not only the second shot, but any shot thereafter is going to place your life in danger. That is what I'm convinced of now, especially because of the publications that have just appeared. Now, what happens when the... So, I mean, how people can just walk past someone of his caliber, Professor Sukharit Bhakti is one of the world-renowned scientists on this exact subject. So he may know something about what he's talking about. How people can just walk past him and walk away from that and go, oh, he's a quiet, he, I don't know what they, they have to try to, de they have to go to ad hominem. There's literally no other way. 
And yet we just keep marching on. Let's go vaccinate all the kids. Let's go vaccinate. These people are insane. Let's continue. You want more? Had enough yet? Serum, what I'm doing, I'm warning you that governments around the world and certainly yours locally is lying to you in various ways that are easy for you to establish. If you choose not to do that, there's nothing someone like me can do about it, okay? You've been subject to propaganda and lies by people who are very well trained in how they do that, and I'm a complete amateur. So I'm simply telling you that if you want to check any one of the things I have said, you will find it to be true. And I would point out to you that if you find one thing your government has said, which is clearly not true, I ask you this. Why would you believe anything else they told you? What an intelligent question from the former vice president of Pfizer. Again, not a Joe Schmo. He's not from conspiracytheoryantivaxxer.com. Former vice president of Pfizer. Okay? Pfizer. There's a bunch of other videos that I did. Um, I did played Dr. Kerry Madej last episode. Um, there's Joe Biden saying, it's the anti-maxers that are causing the pandemic. <laughs> Let's go to Astrid Stuckelberger. That, um, you have to give back to the people the research results very quickly. Yeah. And in the case of vaccine, I just heard before, we know, for example, in uh, Europe, there is already absolutely confirmed by UDRA vigilance at least 18,000 deaths linked wow. directly to the vaccine. In a normal research, you would stop this immediately. And there's a, a million, 800,000 uh, severe cases. So this is only one to 10%, according to Reiner Filmish and other scientists about uh, of what is really on the ground, happening on the ground. Because t as a doctor, you have to, uh, you know, fill in a big formula. It takes time. You have to be sure that there is a cause effect with the vaccine, like immediate death, you know, after the vaccine has happened. And, but there's a lot of censorship. So ethically, we have absolutely no uh, application of what WHO has promoted. So that was Dr. Astrid. And it's just me uh, kind of giving you her bio. Go read Dr. Astrid Stuckelberger's bio. Um, she's a whistleblower from the World Health Organization. So you might want to hear what she has to say. How about this study? Um, and by the way, I, I thought I saw something earlier about the audio. I just want to make sure. Is the audio coming through okay, guys? Just let me know now in the chat. I just want to make sure. I'm always paranoid about this stuff. Hit me up, DLive, Foxhole. Tell me about the audio. Audio is good. Okay, beautiful. I'm, I'm worried about when sometimes the audios mix and it sounds like crap. So we want to make sure we're solid. Here we go. Let's get into the study of the solution that everybody's like, there's only a vaccine, guys. There's only an mRNA technology that creates spike, pro causes your body to create spike proteins. There's always else other solutions. If you want to read one particular study on the effectiveness of ivermectin, one particular peer-reviewed study, on ivermectin, I'd suggest to you in the Journal of Biomedical Research and Clinical Investigations, Deputy Speaker, study published last year. Now, what they did in the study, Deputy Speaker, this was in across four hospitals in Argentina, and they had two groups. They had 407 people, hospital workers, doctors and nurses and orderlies, which they 
just had them with their standard PPE equipment. And they had another group of 788, again doctors and nurses and orderlies, which they, didn't, they gave ivermectin to. So we had an ivermectin group and a non-ivermectin group. In the non-ivermectin group of the 407, 237 of them, 58% in a three-month period contracted COVID. You can understand that, Deputy Speaker. Argentina is not a wealthy country, as wealthy as we are here in Australia. Their hospitals are crowded, overcrowded. COVID was right through their society. The nurses and doctors in that hospital that didn't take ivermectin in that study period, 58% of them came, became infected. But of the 788, of the 788 that took the ivermectin treatment, Deputy Speaker, can you guess how many contracted COVID out of 788? Remembering, it was 58% in the other group. 700, it was zero. A duck egg. Wow. Not one single person, not one single doctor, not one single nurse, not one single orderly contracted COVID. And yet in the other group, Deputy Speaker, they had 58%. If that is not enough evidence, if I've not shown enough evidence here tonight that ivermectin must be adopted widely in this country, well after the results across the board in countries like India, how successful they have been at crushing their COVID curves with ivermectin, Deputy Speaker, it must be adopted widely in this country. It is an effective treatment. And that, of course, is in Australia, where they are uh, in Sydney, they are locking people down because one 80 plus year old person died who could have been saved by ivermectin. Um, and they had a few cases jump up. And so they're locking the entire place down uh, just to show you how that works. Um, here we got some interesting information about the real numbers of, of the people that have died to the vaccine. We're going to learn more about this real soon. So let's just play this real quick. We're back here with uh, Dr. Brian Ars. We did an interview with him and he wasn't able to release the numbers at three o'clock. So three o'clock today, right here in Anaheim. What Dr. happened, Brian? As confirmed today by Thomas Renz, that just filed federal papers in a lawsuit against the government. 45,000 confirmed dead from the COVID-19 shots within three days so far. 45,000. 45,000. The VARS data has only reported 11,000, but there's 11 different report systems into the government. One of them alone has 45,000 that they have not released or told you. And Thomas Renz has got the paperwork, has the whistleblower, has a sworn affidavit, and they're actually already filed a lawsuit today. It's not a game. Stay tuned. It's disgusting. And now they want to push on every child, and they've passed a law that by September of this year, by the fall, they will be able to vaccinate every five-year-old in America before they go to school. 45,000 confirmed dead from one reporting system. Breaking news right here on the MG Show from Anaheim, California. Thank you, Dr. Artis. Thanks for tuning in. Matrix Groove. Boom. I'm sure you guys saw that, but I just wanted to make sure those that didn't had an opportunity. Uh, let's hear from Dr. Robert Malone, who's the gentleman I talked about earlier. I'm trying to get a hold of him to get him on this show. I'm sure he's in high demand right now. Uh, you can find him on Twitter. He's been posting some shocking, shocking data for those that are science geeks and want to get the science. Uh, go there and follow him. Listen to his interviews. He has some very interesting things to say, and I think we should listen to him because he invented mRNA technology. Absolutely, using gene transfer methods, what we would call gene therapy, for the application of vaccines. And where to just illustrate this point a little bit more to your listenership, 
a, a practical example of, of this decision by the regulatory agency to not think of this as gene therapy, which is something, by the way, pharma has really lobbied for. They, they didn't want these vaccines to be considered genetic therapies applied to vaccination. They only wanted the vaccine checklist. Mm. Um, so uh, what, what that means is that they have not had to characterize how much of these protein antigens are being expressed in your body, manufactured by your cells, for how long and where. That's never been characterized. It, it was not required because the regulatory agencies said, oh, this is like a regular vaccine. And, you know, you get the jab like you would with a flu vaccine. And it express in, in you have a, a very carefully controlled amount of protein that is in the needle that you get as the jab. And it stays more or less in that area and draining lymph nodes. And that is the basis for the licensure and is rigorously controlled for the manufacturing. In this case, the jab is a, a, a preparation of uh, genetic material, whether it's adenovirus DNA or mRNA, that introduces new genetic information to your cells, and then your cells become the manufacturing factory. And so with the regular vaccine, you know exactly how much of that antigen protein is going in your shoulder. In these cases, you have no idea. And it's gonna, there's going to be a distribution, a normal curve. Some people are going to get more of the gene in their cells and are going to make more protein. Other people are going to make less. So he's confirming what Dr. Professor Bakti was saying. And how are people just walking past those statements and not even thinking, and they're just, the only thing they can do is get angry and vicious towards you when you say, no, I'm not getting the shot. And they don't ask you why they just label you because that's what the media taught them to do. Humans were taught and raised like this to do this, but the truth gets lost in the middle of all of that. Let's get more. What about getting COVID itself? Dr. Tess Laurie. Relatively small risk of the vaccine is better than getting COVID. You know, we've heard about long COVID. It's certainly a nasty virus, isn't it? And perhaps best avoided. Well, um, I think we all have robust immune systems. If you're not vulnerable and you're not very elderly, our, our immune systems are geared up to deal with viruses, bacteria, and 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 others. So um, I think the, you know, a lot of the uh, side effects of that we see with COVID, the long COVID and so on, can be prevented by early treatment. So we know with, with ivermectin, the earlier you treat, the better, and the doctors using it say that you don't get long COVID if you treat with ivermectin, when, you know, in the very early stages of, of COVID. Um, so if you've got a treatment for COVID, you don't have to be afraid of COVID. Um, I mean, it's none of my business, Dr. Laurie, but um, would you care to share with my listeners whether you've had the vaccine or not? It is none of your business. Well, as I say, I, I always use the precautionary principle in my practice uh, as well as in, in, and I take responsibility for my own health. And I would like to see more safety data and more long term safety data 
before taking this vaccine. And you don't take the view that a pause on the vaccine rollout prolongs this nightmare, the COVID restrictions, lockdowns and all the rest of it? Not at all, because ivermectin actually works for prevention and treatment. So there are doctors around the world who've been taking ivermectin for a year already, and they take it prophylactically and they haven't become sick. And um, and many health there are many studies showing that if you roll it out to health professionals who are very at high, high risk, they do not get sick. So um, we have something that's very safe and effective that works for prevention and treatment. And that's and there are other there are other medicines that can be used for treatment. So in actual fact, there's no there's no harm in pausing the vaccination program and saying let's take a good look at these data because ivermectin can actually end this pandemic. Ivermectin can actually end this pandemic. If you still have a logical thinking cell left, which I know you guys do, I'm just thinking to the general public, if you still have any ability to think, do you realize what she just said? If what she's saying is true, which when you really look at all the data and you listen to all these experts and you really understand what's happening, you'll find out that it is true, but I'll leave that to you. If what she's saying is true, that we can pause this vaccine rollout to get more safety data, which if they actually look at it with a microscope, it'll destroy this vaccine forever. Um, then it will stop the pandemic. Ivermectin could stop the pandemic. How long has Ivermectin been out there and known about? We have even Dr. Fauci calling hydroxychloroquine and Ivermectin a vaccine back in the early 2000s. But suddenly that's, so he knew about it. If they know it, he knows it. If they know it, the World Health Organization people know it, right? Does that mean that if ivermectin could be used to stop the pandemic, could we have used ivermectin to prevent the pandemic from even happening and have saved all the lives of the people that actually did die from COVID and then save all the people that died from the effects of lockdowns and save the psychology of all of humanity, which has now been destroyed forever? which means we're dealing with criminal negligence at least and actual criminality at worst for them. And so we need to have Dr. Reiner Fulmich's Nuremberg II happen in a court of law so that all these facts can be shown to the public and we can actually get to the bottom of this because so far we've been getting deleted and removed and censored for even hinting at this. You can't even mention ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine on Facebook. I'm off YouTube for interviewing doctors that were talking about it during the summer of 2020. So where does that put them? What are the implications for the people that have prevented a cure from reaching the public and have been smearing anybody that says there is another cure because they're all paid off by pharma and the people that are going to profit big time from this vaccine? What are the criminal implications of what's going on? If you really understood what she just said, I'll do one more for you. You know, your new topic that you've really dug into is the mRNA and, and the consequences of injecting this technology into humans on a massive scale. I'm just pausing this. Uh, this gentleman is interviewing senior MIT research scientist, Stephanie Seneff. Okay. So just so you know who we're talking to. Scale. And when you and I talked earlier, uh, I guess it was last week, you said to me, the more I researched this, the more scared I got. So what, what did you discover that scared you? It's hard to know where to begin. The whole thing really, really scares me. And we started with just trying to figure out what the technology is, Greg and I. 
it was actually, I mean, I enjoy the science of, of mystery and trying to understand things. So I started reading research literature from Moderna on exactly how these vaccines are manufactured and what's involved. And uh, everything I read opened my eyes bigger because the whole thing is designed to be extremely toxic. It really is um, unbelievable that they think they can get by with something that toxic injected into the arm and not have consequences. I don't understand how they can think that. You know, your new topic that you... So yet another concerned scientist who may know a thing or two about what she's talking about, yet is completely ignored by the entire world, except for us. Uh, here is the current, if you go to openvares.com forward slash COVID hyphen data, you will get the current reported numbers. And if you remember the video I played before about those other reporting centers coming up with 45,000 deaths, you have uh, the European reporting agencies coming up with 18,000 deaths, and we have VAERS showing just under 11,000 deaths, 30,000 plus hospitalizations, almost 60,000 urgent care, 82,000 office visits, uh, 2,400 anaphylaxis, 2,800 Bell's palsy, miscarriages, heart attacks, myocarditis, disabled, um, other things I can't even pronounce, life-threatening, severe allergic reactions, 20,000, tinnitus, almost 5,500. 5, and then just to get an understanding of how VAERS works and all that, you really got to dive into it. But this is actually, um, what was this? Uh, I just want to make sure I get the right page. Page six. This is actually a final report and it's the electronic support for public health vaccine adverse event reporting system, which is VAERS. Uh, this was in 2010. This is a performing organization is Harvard Pilgrim Healthcare Incorporated. So this is a Harvard study that was done in 2010 on the VAERS database. And let me just show it so you know, I'm not making this shit up. In addition, VAERS investigators participated on a panel to explore the perspective of clinicians, electronic health record vendors, the pharmaceutical industry, and the FDA towards systems that use proactive automated adverse event reporting. Adverse events from drugs and vaccines are common but underreported. Although 25% of ambulatory patients experience an adverse drug event, less than 0.3%, 0.3%, guys, that's below one, less than 0.3% of all adverse drug events and between one and 13% of serious events are reported to the food and drug administration. That's just for the drugs. And those numbers I gave you before from, uh, Dr. Grolsch and all those other guys that are talking about how drugs in America are the third leading cause of death. That's based on that. Maybe it moves up to number one if we actually get proper reporting. And then they continue. Here it is. Let me highlight it. Likewise, and this is what they've determined after doing their studies. And this whole report lays out how they did the studies. Okay. For those people that really like to nerd out on that, go for it. Likewise, fewer than 1% of vaccine adverse events are reported. Low reporting rates preclude or slow the identification of problem drugs and vaccines that endanger public health. New surveillance methods for drug and vaccine adverse reactions are needed. Oh, let's just keep going. Uh, 
Barriers to reporting include a lack of clinician awareness, meaning your doctors are not informed about this. There's even doctors I know that I said VARES, they don't even know what I'm talking about. Uncertainty about when and what to report because they just get patients in that are suffering from an effect of something. They're like, oh, I got a heart problem. I got a lung problem. I got a brain problem. I'm having seizures. I've, uh, my immune system is shit. I'm catching everything under the sun. They're not trained to link that to a vaccine. And this is just the regular vaccines, guys. This isn't COVID vaccine, which isn't even a vaccine. This is just the regular vaccines on the CDC childhood schedule. Okay? It's shocking what they came up with. So you got the reporting is not part of a clinician's usual workflow. It takes time and is duplicative. Proactive, spontaneous, automated automated adverse event reporting embedded within EHRs and other information systems has the potential to speed the identifications of problems with new drugs and more careful quantification of the risks of older drugs. So what are the, what else do you need to just go, can we just do a moratorium on all these shots and just figure this shit out guys, before we just jump off the edge of a cliff here? especially when it comes to this new one that's experimental and isn't even a vaccine by all definitions. And if that's not enough, I may have played this before. You may have seen it before, but I don't care. We're going to play it again. I'm about to have you meet and put faces to many of the real people who have been suffering after taking the COVID vaccine. We desperately need the medical community to recognize us and help us find a solution. Until this is recognized as a real problem, the medical community won't research this and we will continue to suffer in silence without treatment. We're not anti-vax. On the contrary, we all tried to do our part to help stop the pandemic by getting this vaccine. So let me introduce many of them to you, all of them weeks to months out from the vaccine and still being affected by these symptoms. Johnson & Johnson, New Jersey. I want to be heard. Pfizer, Ohio, we need to be heard. Johnson & Johnson, Tennessee. Pfizer, Illinois. Moderna, Texas. I live in Puyallup, Washington. I am suffering and I want to be heard. Pfizer, Florida, I want to be heard. We need to be heard. Please, let us be heard. I had the Moderna vaccine in Wisconsin. Pfizer, Indiana. Pfizer, Florida. I want to be heard. Moderna. Minneapolis. Moderna, New York. I need to be heard. Pfizer, Louisiana. Pfizer, Illinois. I need help. I want help and I want to be heard. Pfizer, Maryland. Pfizer trial for 12 to 15 year olds, Ohio. We need help. We need to be heard. Johnson & Johnson, California. Please, we desperately need to be heard. I need help. And I need to be heard. We need to be heard. Moderna, Kansas. Moderna, Virginia. I received the Moderna vaccine on March 11th, and my life hasn't been the same since. Pfizer, Texas. Pfizer, Virginia. Moderna, Oregon. I want to be heard. Hear us. I am now suffering, and I want to be heard. We need to be heard. Pfizer, California. Michigan, Moderna. We need to be heard. AstraZeneca. Clinical trial in the United States, Utah. Please, we need help. I need to be heard. Pfizer, Arizona. Moderna, California. Moderna, New Jersey. I deserve to be seen, heard, and believed. Please, 
We need to be heard. Please let us be heard. Please. People need to know what we're going through so we can get the help we need. My wife deserved to be seen, heard, and believed. We have a right to be heard. Please, there's so many of us that need help. Pfizer, Beria, California. Moderna, Connecticut, Arizona, Johnson & Johnson. Moderna, New Hampshire, we want to be heard. I want to be heard. We listened, so we believed that this vaccine was the right thing to do. So please, trust us and listen to us when we tell you we are continuing. It goes on. It goes on. Uh, this was just a clip. It's important that we start putting faces to this. And I want you to share that clip. You don't have to share this whole show. I, I mean, it'd be nice if you did. I don't know if any of your friends would even sit through it because it's going to be like a good two hours. But take these clips. You can find them. Look, it's on BitChute. Fearless Nation posted this one. Um, you can find all these little clips, go to my TikTok, share the clips. They're short and sweet. They're from experts. It's irrefutable. Imagine if the mainstream media did a big campaign like they do for everything else, the ice bucket challenge, have a, let's all do marathons for cancer, uh, trust all women. Remember that? Well, what happened to that? Trust all women. You got a bunch of women here telling you that they took the shot and they got adverse reactions. Why don't we trust all women now? What happened to that? My body, my choice. Where did that go? Up in smoke, right? Anyways, people need to have, or what was I saying? Yeah, if the media did a big campaign and then the celebrities got in on this and then Hollywood got in on this and then at the NFL football games, they were showing clips of these people and before every uh, new release on Netflix, they had a little statement about it. We had a moment of silence for all the people that have died that have been reported by the VAERS database and other databases for the vaccine. Do you think that would change public opinion? So why aren't they doing that? They would do that for COVID, which um, if you really boil down the actual numbers, didn't kill, didn't, we didn't have an overall increase in mortality, but they won't do it for this. Why the contradictions? These questions are going to help you understand. Now, this just kind of continuing on with uh, Mr. Fauci, who's in the hot seat. This was an excellent clip that was tweeted out. Concern. Oh, wait a second, understand. Fauci. Hold on, buddy. Relax. We'll get to you. Uh, by Maze Moore. Go follow at Maze Moore. Uh, thanks, Maze, for posting this. They just say that highlights from Fauci's 2013 workshop on gain of function research. The entire lecture is available on YouTube. Yes, they funded it. Yes, they knew the risks. They just assumed that scientists across the globe are infallible. So here we go. Let's hear it from the man himself as he openly lied to Congress and the media is reeling from that, trying to make it look like Rand Paul is some kind of crazy nutbag, conspiracy theorist, blah, blah, blah. Really? Facts don't lie. It's triggered a concern, understandably, clearly, that if you give a gain of function of a pathogenic virus to make it more transmissible, that's a whole different story than some of the other things we faced. So let's get down to what of reaction, sometimes bordering on the very extreme, as shown by this editorial from the New York Times, an engineered doomsday. We at NIAID, being the major funders of most, but not all of these people, we obviously were connected to that because they wanted to know, since you're our major funders, what kind of research will you fund? There was a major, first of all, Questions have come up about the concern of the danger of people that you fund. 
NIAID, NIH, certainly CDC, only funds and conducts gain-of-function research on H5N1 highly pathogenic avian influenza viruses for researchers who are highly trained, skilled, experienced, and adequately regulated. Now, the reason we are here today in this room with H5N1 highly pathogenic influenza, and we're not in this room discussing so many of the other gain-of-function research that we do, is because the concern was that the products or information that were generated by these experiments might be used by others in a way that could harm society, either carelessly in an unregulated fashion by inexperienced people or even by deliberate misuse. There's disagreements as to the scientific and or public health value of these experiments. But I believe the people who feel that they shouldn't be conducted are in the minority. But the bottom line is that gain and loss of function research is critical to understanding disease pathogenesis, antimicrobial resistance, and host responses, as well as to developing better techniques of surveillance, vaccines, and therapeutics. It's triggered. <laughs> so when he says, right to Ron, Rand Paul's face. No, we didn't fund gain of function research. That's just a conspiracy theory or whatever. He actually is lying to Congress and that is a felony and he's in deep shit. So what else I got for you? Oh, here we go. Here's a funeral director from the UK sharing his experience. If it wasn't pandemic level, um, we broke up for Christmas. I, I looked after one family on Christmas day, bless him. Uh, and then I came back and um, they began vaccinating locally in June, uh, January the 6th. And immediately it went off the charts, uh, two and a half times the death rate, I would say. Um, and it, was a, it wasn't like the first time where it was all care homes. It was a mixed bag. So it was a mixed bag, I'd suggest, of recipients. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think it's a crystal ball that you need to, to have come up with the opinion that this winter is going to be a dark one. I think... I think that's obvious. And, and the government themselves are saying in their own literature that they expect 70 no, plus percent to die that have had both jobs. They're preparing you. They're preparing you for what is going to happen. They're just saying it's going to be down to a new variant of flu. And I've heard a couple of government ministers say, um, uh, interestingly, it's going to hurt, affect mostly recipients. Well, why is it? Because you've given them a life-saving life vaccine, a vaccine that you've openly touted as 60, 65 percent effective. So that leaves a big window of 35% for failure and death. And, and do you know what they did tell you beforehand though? Yeah, they always tell you, they always tell you. Thanks so much for talking to us, John. I really appreciate it. And I really appreciate you speaking out, mate. It's, it's much, much appreciated. Um, to be honest with you, it, we all leave a legacy when we pass away. I've had a good life. If my legacy could be waking one person up and potentially saving them or forcing the dialogue that's needed before they mandate because they're going to, and then eventually they're going to come door to door and track you all down. I want to stop that from happening because I believe it's, this is genocide. It's a cull. Yeah. And we appreciate it, mate. We really do. Wow. Shocking. If true, go follow Camus 37 on Twitter, by the way. Um, excellent. He's got lots of clips. I got a few more from him that he posted actually for you. Uh, this is a follow-up. Uh, from remember the gentleman talking about the 45,000 deaths, 
and the legal case that is currently being uh, is, is currently been filed. This is a follow-up. We got Dr. Eric ne Neptune talking about the Delta variant here. Going around the nation, you've seen them in the media too. Tell us what the nation has any concerns around COVID-19 or the variants. Go. Oh, you mean the variants, Mary? Yeah. Because here's the deal with that. We know now for a fact that the Delta variant and other variants have been around for a lot longer than we thought. We know that, for example, the Delta variant was in the UK for about six to eight weeks before it even came to the United States. And guess what they did not see? They did not see an increase in deaths. What happens? All you doctors and scientists crack open, again, your microbiology textbooks from undergraduate, look up Moeller's ratchet, what happens? The virus comes out, when it first comes out, it's deadly, right? It's most deadly at that time. Then it goes through the community. What happens is it gets weaker, but it gets more infectious so that we can get immunity to these things. And that's what's happening right now. It's so crazy to me, Dr. Artis, because all the stuff that we learned in school, the common sense things that we've looked at, you know, and the alternative treatments, if you will, the ones that actually work for people, things that they can do to reduce their risk, things like vitamins, minerals, nutrients, all that stuff is being suppressed. Fauci lied and people died and censorship is literally killing people. So I'm telling you right now, guess what? Flu and cold season are right around the corner. You're going to see an increase in people being scared, all these other things going on. Stay the course, be smart, get healthy, listen to these guys, do what's right, and turn off the darn television because they're using fear porn to scare you to stay back in your basements, to put masks on your kids. It's unethical, it's immoral, and it's unscientific. Boom. That's two doctors right there. Right there. Not enough for you. You need another one. How's Dr. McCullough? The idea that once the um, spike protein is being made by human cells, that it would get into the um, interstitial spaces and then into body fluids and circulate. So Ogata from Harvard published a study showing, in fact, the spike protein does circulate after the first injection of messenger RNA vaccines for about two weeks is measurable in blood. And then the Chinese have shown that the virus itself gets into a sweat, tears, other body secretions, the stool, urogenital secretions. In fact, uh, you know, Chinese use anal swabs, and there's a, certainly a lab here in the United States that can recover it in the GI tract. In fact, they use sometimes the sewers of buildings to test if there's COVID-19 coming through. So I can tell you, yes, it makes a lot of sense that the viral spike protein after vaccination is shed. There's been plenty of reports of, you know, passing on traits of disrupted menstrual periods. Mm -hmm. uh, there has been um, uh, some case reports in the VAR system of, let's say, an ill-advised woman who's breastfeeding, who should not take the vaccine, has been excluded from clinical trials. The FDA and the manufacturers think it's not safe to do, but she signs up and gets the vaccine of actually probably delivering the spike protein through breast milk and then killing the baby. So this has happened. Uh, and everybody should really hear this. You know, pregnant women, women of childbearing potential, COVID recovered and suspected COVID recovered individuals, they were all excluded from the clinical trials programs appropriately by the FDA and the manufacturers. Yeah. The consent form, the consent form, and I've looked at the consent form in our vaccine center says, there's a checkbox. It says, I'm not pregnant and it's my responsibility not to get pregnant for some time after the vaccine. It says it right in the consent form. So this is really up to personal responsibility. No pregnant woman or woman who's childbearing or um, breastfeeding should undergo the vaccine. That's on them. They shouldn't walk up and do this. 
incredible where everybody's just walking by these guys. Just like, oh no, nothing's going on. And we got a little clip from Alex Newman's show, uh, Rich, uh, interviewing Dr. Richard Fleming. And by the way, I have good news. I have booked uh, Alex Newman for, I think it's next Thursday. Well, let me check my calendar. He's coming back on the show. Um, so that, yeah, I'm going to be doing it next Thursday with Alex Newman. Uh, so my Wednesday show next week will be bumped to Thursday because I want to accommodate his schedule. I've done a few shows with Alex before, but he's got a boatload of stuff to update us with. He's a top journalist, does really good work. And I want to actually ask him about this interview that he had with Richard Fleming. But let's just hear a little snippet from that. Oh, there absolutely is. I think you have to ask the question, why are the people doing this interference? Why are the same people that were involved in the development of this weapon, the same people that are involved with preventing doctors from providing treatment, that's all treatments that are already FDA approved for something else that doctors have always been able to treat, uh, use medications for other purposes for what they were FDA approved. These are the same people that developed the vaccines you have to ask where the money's coming from. And when you look at that very seriously, you'll see that the Gates Foundation, the Helmsley Foundation, uh, uh, Rockefeller Foundation, the NIH, NIAID, Department of Defense, they're all funding these same projects. And one of the things right now, in addition to uh, making people aware of this and making them ask questions and demanding that these people be held accountable, is also doing holding accountability for the doctors holding accountability for mainstream media, that you, you're supposed to be a journalist. Your obligation is to tell the truth, not to take a political stance. I don't care what your political party is. I don't discuss my political affiliations um, with anybody. It, it's a violation of my Hippocratic oath to take that in, into consideration with anything. And finally, I think people need to start responding with their pocketbooks. So if you're a student, and you're going to university, right now, my understanding is the state of Iowa, the state of Texas, and I believe the state of Florida and probably a dozen other states are not, their colleges are not requiring students to be vaccinated or masked when they return. If you're going to a state university where the, those universities are getting money from these same players that have been involved in this disaster, those aren't the only universities in the country to go to. Switch universities, go to a state, where they're not taking and forcing their students to be part of an experiment or to be masked up. That, that, that will send a direct message to these people. Starve the beast. Starve the beast. Stop supporting tyranny, guys. Listen to the experts. And then let's just do Dr. Judy Mikovits. Man, Stu Peters has been doing a great job lately, eh? Hats off to him. You don't want to call it shedding because this is a synthetic virus. Um, and it's smaller than a normal virus, so it's between 30 and 50 nanometers, and it's important. It, it, it can shed. It can go through the skin. It can go in every cell of the body because of the way it was made. It, uh, it's not restricted in, in the way normal viruses are. So, yes, it can go through your skin. Yes, you can um, cough it on people like a normal virus. Um, yes, there, and, and we've seen the patients, I've experienced some of it myself. We have family members with cancer who, when they go get their treatments in the hospital, the, you know, the nurses and doctors are all vaccinated. That's, that's um, medical malpractice because they, these, these patients are vulnerable and they are transmitting it to them. And we're seeing fluid in the lungs and, and we're seeing people diagnose it. Oh, you got COVID. No, you don't have COVID. 
You got vaccine COVID, you got V COVID because that's what the vaccine was. The injection of the spike protein, the injection of the disease causing part of the virus. And so when, and you can test that. You can test that with a PCR that will show you the only thing you get on that PCR is the spike protein. If you don't find the rest of the virus, the gag or the or the structural proteins of the virus, you got it from the vaccine. So do that test for us and we'll know. But the, the good news is you treat it and protect yourself with all the things that you would for the natural infection. And so it's it's not a death sentence, but what we all need to do is take back our immune systems and our own health and, and get our immune systems healthy and strong. You don't want... And I highly recommend you listen to a lot of uh, Dr. Judy Mikovits's recent interviews because she's actually got a great deal of hopeful information to share. It's not all doom and gloom. Uh, given what she knows, it could be, but it's not because she believes even the people that have gotten the vaccine can be recovered if they act immediately and they start doing things to boost their immune system. They get on some ivermectin and some other things. Um, and never forget the consciousness factor. The effect of your consciousness on the health of your body is always ignored by these scientists, um, but is imperative that we understand the biology of belief, uh, getting rid of anxiety, fear, trauma, learning how to strengthen yourself, develop courage. So as we're enhancing the immune system of our body, it's important we also enhance the immune system of our consciousness. And I got one more clip here, guys. This one is big. It's a few minutes. Um, love Dell at the High Wire. He does such a great job. He's been a warrior for truth for so long. I had the honor of interviewing him in, uh, I think it was 2018, during the whole measles scare where they were trying to lock the world down due to measles. Um, but he, in that interview, which you can find on my Corona Chronicles playlist on Rockfin, which is freely available, go check it out on Rockfin. Um, if you watch that interview, he brings out a lot of information that is extraordinarily relevant for what's going on right now. Okay. So make sure you follow Dell at the high wire. He's been censored all over the internet, as you can imagine. And, um, he's awesome, but here he's going to absolutely demolish the case for masks. So not only are we demolishing the vaccine, we're going to finish with demolishing the mask debate. Let's go to an issue that has been plaguing us from the beginning, uh, really, of this pandemic, and that's masks. There's new headlines coming out dealing with masks. This is something that's concerning all of us with children, all of us that want our kids to go to school. New York City and California are sticking with their mask rules in schools. Good for you, New York and California. Uh, I don't know why anyone wants to live in those places. I still, if you turn out the lights and, and, you know, you get a nice open, clear night in Texas, all you see are white headlights, lines streaming in from New York and California into Texas. I'm assuming Florida is the same and probably South Dakota and other places like them. Uh, these headlines are disturbing. We are doubling down with masks here. The states with school mask mandates, they're going with it. New Mexico, California, Washington, Michigan, Illinois, Virginia, North Carolina, West Virginia, New York, uh, what is that, Connecticut and Delaware. Oh, and Hawaii, let's not forget about Hawaii, those islands that she said, hey, just stop your airplanes and you don't have a problem. 
but anyway, uh, masks seem to be the deal. They apparently are not going to go away for at least many states. Places like Texas and stuff are saying we're not going to do it. I've also heard the nurses, I mean, the teachers unions are saying that they want uh, masks to be implemented in schools. But this whole thing about masks, we have covered this ad nauseum. But I want to just sort of really quickly wrap up with this. The, you know, we really, I've showed you every study that shows that masks really are useless or cause problems. We've even done our own studies on this show. Right here at this desk, I brought in a um, monitor for CO2 and I had my son and we did our own test on the mask. Just to for those of you that are brand new, this is one of the most viral videos we ever made. Here's just a short clip to show you how I did the science right before your eyes. Take a look at this. This is my son, Ever. Ever's 11 years old and here in Texas, uh, the mandate right now is that 10 and over have got to wear a mask. Ever has to wear a mask wherever we go. And so we bought this thing this week. This is, uh, this measures the amount of CO2 that's in the air. Can we just look at the ocean numbers? Uh, carbon dioxide levels and potential health problems are indicated below. From 250 to 350 is the background normal outdoor level. 350 to 1000 ppm typical level found in occupied spaces with good air exchange. 1,000 to 2,000 levels associated with complaints of drowsiness and poor air. Obviously, I don't want ever to have drowsiness or poor air. 2,000 to 5,000 levels associated with headaches, sleepiness, and stagnant, stale, stuffy air, poor concentration, loss of attention, increased heart rate, and slight nausea may also be present. And then 5,000 ppm or more, this indicates unusual air conditions where high levels of the other gases also could be present. Toxicity or oxygen deprivation could occur, meaning do not hit 5,000. All right, here we go. Right now, we're at 8.48. So I'm going to go ahead and just insert this right like as he did, right underneath and try and keep it. That feels pretty tight right there, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, so you can you know, just breathe naturally. Let's just see what happens. Okay. All right, so we're at 1,367. We've already just passed two. So now we're in the place where he could be having headaches. He can be, oh, we're at 3,786. Look at this, we've just passed 5,000. Now we're in the toxic level, right? Now we can be doing this. 7,000 inside this mask of the CO2, 8,000 parts per uh, uh, million. And now he's, this thing's gone off the Richter scale, folks. <laughs> Uh, it may seem like we were having, it was kind of fun, actually, ever said, Dad, I'll never wear a mask. That was traumatic after being that. I didn't even think about that with my kids. They'll go, oh, my God, it's over, you know, 10,000. But I want to point out, we did flatline. We went off the edge of that, and you saw how long that took, about 45 seconds, maybe. We went up above into a totally toxic level. Well, I want to point out, that video was pulled. We were attacked, and we had to keep trying to repost it in places. They said it was misinformation. I mean, I don't know what you got to do. Like, what is misinformation? You take a, a product, you do the test right on the camera, live. There's no bells and whistles. There's nothing, there's no magic trick here. We showed you what was happening and said, this is, this is what, OSHA says is dangerous, and this is what's inside of this mask. People said we were crazy, but so many millions of you shared that video. Well, now there's a study that actually was done almost exactly the same way in Germany. They did the same thing. They look at the CO2 levels in masks. This came out recently, and I think they had better equipment than they did, and I'm going to show you why. Remember, we hit uh, uh, 10,000 parts per million, which was very, that was the edge of where we could go. We hit the zero, so we didn't know how high it went. Look at this study, experimental ass assessment of carbon dioxide content in inhaled air with or without face masks in healthy children, a randomized clinical trial. 
Here's what it goes on to say. A large-scale survey in Germany of adverse effects in parents and children using data of 25,930 children has shown that 68% of the participating children had problems when wearing nose and mouth coverings. The normal content of carbon dioxide in the open is about 0.04%, the background rate, otherwise known as 400 parts per million of CO2. That's what is in the average place. When I did the study, I showed you our background rate in that building was about 800 parts per million. A level of 0.2% or 2,000 ppm is the limit for closed rooms, just like OSHA. This is Germany, but they use the same numbers clearly, according to the German Federal Environmental Office, and everything beyond this level is unacceptable. It's unacceptable to have long term in 2,000 parts per million. Look at this. We measured the means between and found 13,120 parts per million and 13,910 parts per million of carbon dioxide in inhaled air under surgical and filtering face pieces. We found, obviously, we were zeroed out at 10,000, so there, there's where it was going to go. Ever was going to go to at least 13,000, appears, had our monitor been able to go that high, which is higher than what is already deemed unacceptable by the German Federal Environmental Office by a factor of six. It goes on to say this was a value reached after three minutes of measurement. Children under normal conditions in schools wear such masks for a mean of 270 minutes. The youngest children had the highest values with one seven-year-old child's carbon dioxide level measured at 25,000 parts per million. That's your children's developing brain in a toxic environment all day. And I think about it, our kids are wearing masks longer than almost any of their parents. You're taking it off in your car. You're taking it off in your house. You're taking it off in your office, especially in your home office, which you spent at. But your kid is not taking it off and they are dying in there. They are sucking in carbon dioxide at levels. And now we have a full professionally done study that did exactly what I did before you on cameras. But Despite this study, and despite all the studies we've showed you ad nauseum over and over and over again, and they'll be very nicely collated for you to watch every one of them on our brand new website, I think something has happened that is going, it's just case closed. Game over. This is done. Check and out. here it is. This headline to me, I only had one thought. That's it. This is over. Here it is. Olympics host city Tokyo bans spectators amid COVID-19 emergency. What? There's going to be no spectators at the Olympics? Why? Well, because the most masked nation in the world, the professionals that beat every nation in the world at wearing masks, there they are, the maskers from hell. That's all they do. We've seen them on planes. We've seen them on trains. They wear their masks diligently. And now they have an outbreak so bad that now you can't go to the Olympics. Nobody can go to the Olympics. No athlete's going to hear a cheer from the stands because the most masked nation in the world could not stop COVID infection. Tokyo venues for Olympics will have no spectators. Games will be held under a state of emergency. Tokyo 2020, the first Olympic Games without spectators. Good for you, Japan. Way to go. And, and frankly, it's not their fault, right, Ben? They, wear their, they wore their masks before COVID even got here. But if there's any question on how effective masks are. Forget about the fact that it's toxic and you're sucking CO2 three minutes into that experience that are at toxic levels. Here's one thing we know for sure. If the most masked nation in the world, the pros of masking, 
the absolute top of the line cannot stop COVID, then masks don't effing work. End of story. If you like that, click. Boom. There is no recovery for this argument for you. None whatsoever. Because um, the truth wins, guys. Not your bullshit you tell yourself in your head, not the bullshit they tell you on the news, not the bullshit your government paid politicians that get selected to rule over you tell you the truth wins in the end. So um, Mr. Fosh or Fausch or whatever, I can't remember his name, um, when he was talking about how his father had continued issues with breathing, even months, months later after having COVID and recovering, um, does it have anything to do with the fact that we've been telling these people to wear masks and inhale their own bacteria and uh, CO2 that are at toxic levels all day, every day for a period of 16 to 18 months straight? Does it have anything to do with that? They'll never figure it out because they don't want to know. And that's where we are. Oh, I'm going to do this. These people don't want to know the truth. What do you do with that? How do you tell someone that bought into the lie and went and got and did all the things? How do you tell them that they made a massive mistake and they were lied to and they were manipulated and they were misinformed? Well, we can't sit around and wait for everybody to just suddenly have a eureka moment and wake up from this. A lot of people are going to have to go. A lot of injuries are going to have to happen. A lot of this is just going to have to be proven in the real world, right in front of everybody's eyes before people are going to get it. So I hope people wake up and snap out of it sooner rather than later. So we don't have to witness mass culling of the entire human population because everybody signed up to turn their bodies into spike protein creating factories. Um, but Hey, here we are. And there's many solutions even for that. But the only way we're going to save people and the only way we're going to get out of this is not if everybody gets a vaccine, but it's if everybody actually stops taking the shot, starts listening to the actual experts and the science and starts really taking command of their health once again. That's the only way out. So no, the vaccine is not the only way out. That's a way in to a hell that nobody even can imagine right now. The way out is to find out what the truth is. And the only way to find out what the truth is is to stop censoring people and stop shadow banning and shutting down doctors and experts and scientists who want to have this debate and start reporting the full story on the news media, which I'm not going to hold my breath for that. That's why you got to come to places like this. You got to keep coming to Truth Warrior. You got to go to Foxhole. You got to go to all these alternative outlets. You got to go to Unslaved. You got to go to the high wire. You got to go to all the places that you're not allowed to go to that many people still don't even know exist. So do me a solid, my friends. Share these videos out. Share them out far and wide. Get your social media loaded up with them. This is the resistance. We're in the middle of an information war. Send them to your friends and relatives, even if you're afraid to send it. Why would you be afraid? Truth fears nothing. Send it to them. So they've got, at least they've got informed consent. You're giving them, and this is how you're going to approach them. I'm going to give you fully, fully informed consent. You haven't been given this. I'm on your side. You haven't been given informed consent because you're only being given one little piece of the story. In order to have informed consent, in order to actually be able to say with a straight face that you trust science, 
you must look at the entirety of the debate. You must look at all the facts and information, and you must activate your own logic and reason and intuition to figure out for yourself what's right for you. That's what we need to do. So that's what I'm asking for you guys. Share this out. I hope this show helped. I tried to just kind of cover a smorgasbord of experts and, and articles and whatnot. And at least now you've got the full story. So help me spread the word. Uh, before I wrap this up, I want to say some thank yous. I'm finally getting into understanding how to run this DLive stuff and everything with the lemons and gold pills and everything. So I, I did pay out the chest today. Uh, congratulations to Two Rivers Crossing, Patrick of South, Sun and Red, Sun and Rad. Uh, they all were the luckiest followers. I'm not sure what that means. Uh, thank you to everybody who did donate, Patrick. Uh, you guys gave me some lemons. That's amazing. I don't even know what a lemon is worth. What's a lemon worth? My account has like 5,000 lemons. Is that like a dollar or either way? Thank you guys. It's much appreciated. Let's swing over to the foxhole with the gold pills. Uh, oh, you know what? I got to refresh the foxhole. Hold on. Hold on. Let's do this. Big thank you to everybody that's donated gold pills. And if I ever missed you in the past, seriously, thank you. It's really awesome. Uh, I want to say thank you to Trick Pony. They gifted the cookie. I got a cookie. Thank you for that. That's amazing. Uh, Just V gifted the can. Thank you for that. Uh, what else we got? Um, I think that's it. I think that's it. And that's totally cool. And everybody that keeps supporting me here, it's amazing. If you want to find where I post everything again, go to my TikTok, go to my website, dwtruthware.com. My link tree is there. It's where all my social media accounts are, everywhere you can find my work. Um, also, I want to just finish by giving a quick little announcement about the Unslave project, unslave.com. You can go check it out. Uh, we were just canceled by PayPal. So as a part of cancel culture, let me just give you a synopsis of what my life has been like trying to do this work. So at the beginning of the pandemic, uh, my main source of income and my main business was that I ran a martial arts and fitness facility with my wife. That was our career. We did that in Toronto. We moved it out West when we came here and we served over 300 members of our community, uh, living very well. It was a beautiful business. I, I loved what I did. But then, of course, that got shut down at the beginning of the lockdowns, and then the government seized that land and converted it into a homeless shelter, and now they're going to demo the entire property and build a strip mall there. Um, and there's very limited other options for places for me to open up. And who would want to open up a fitness and martial arts facility during this period of time where the government can literally, on a whim, wake up in the morning and go, oh, sorry, guys, there was another case of a variant, so we got to lock you all down again. Who wants to do business in that environment? So I was driven to bring my business online and really kick it up a notch with my podcasts. And as soon as I did that early 2020, when all this happened, um, I got shut down from my biggest social media accounts. So I had about 35,000 subscribers on my YouTube channel, which I had been working on since 2008. And I had loads of content there uh, from years and years of doing this. Um, that got completely shut down and deleted. Uh, I think it was after I interviewed Dr. Carrie Made, who also just confirmed that she is going to be here on Monday's show. So we're going to have Dr. Carrie Made here on Monday's show to get an update from her. And I can't wait. She's amazing. Um, so I lost YouTube. 
which means I lost my ability to reach people, to bring them to my work and my websites. And, and this is how I run my business. Um, and then I lost Facebook, Facebook. I had a massive following on Facebook, got canned from Facebook. I think it was because of the election. I was covering the election during that time when I got booted, um, which is funny because I'm going to be vindicated on that one too, that this was all a big fraud. Everybody's going to see it soon enough. Um, and then I got booted from Instagram. I had a, I, I worked my way up to the 11,000 11, follower mark where you get to do longer live streams and everything. I had a real hop in Instagram channel. A lot of my personal friends followed me on there. I think I woke up a lot of my friends and family on my Instagram channel. I got banned immediately from, from Instagram. Uh, then I got booted from Spotify, which I had a decent following on Spotify for my podcast. And so then I had to quickly revamp everything and move over to these alternative platforms, which I love, but you know, I'm really preaching to the choir here, unless you guys help me by sharing out these links and posting them elsewhere. I I'm just, I'm preaching to a very small audience right now, which is fine because you guys are amazing and I love you. Um, but it, it, it really, really significantly hit my, uh, my reach for my work and also the ability for me to put food on the table for my family. And now, uh, the only other, another source of income that I had was working with Michael Tessarin on Unslaved. We've been doing this project for just over five years. Uh, we had PayPal as one of the main, uh, options for people because people love PayPal. Um, and then, so we'd been working no problem. And as we were in the middle of getting this new website built, and by the way, the delays for the new Unslaved website have been because of PayPal, because PayPal is the only payment service provider that doesn't give you the information you need to move people around in the back end. If you go from one uh, membership platform to another membership platform on your website, uh, you don't get the full profile of the person to move them over. Um, it'd be like, literally, I'd have to tell everybody that's PayPal to just sign up again, which is a nightmare uh, to do. So it was a, we were trying to find ways around it. And then we get an email from PayPal saying, we can no longer do business with you. And it was literally after we just had a great call with their tech support to help them help them help us get this port done. And then, and then someone must have gone, well, let's check these guys out. And then, of course, they probably went to unslave.com, realized that we're not far left uh, Marxists and we have alternative views to what the media and the government are saying. And they decided to end their business relationship with us. They have frozen our account, which in that account, I have payroll. I have all kinds of stuff that's that's there. Uh, the con contributions from our members on a monthly subscription is what allows us to have that platform and allows us to stay in business and do this work. Um, and they have frozen our accounts and they have completely terminated, um, all of our, uh, membership, the membership plugin. So anybody that is an unslaved member that uses PayPal, if your, your payment probably didn't go through. Um, I, I found out about this because I woke up and I saw in my email, all these things, we couldn't process your payment. We couldn't process this payment. We couldn't process I'm like, why are all these people not the payments bouncing? It's like six bucks a month. What's up with that? And, uh, I find out, no, it's cause they terminated our relationship without any detailed reason as to why I just violated their terms of service, uh, apparently for hate speech or something. Um, so that means that anybody that's an unslaved member that is currently signed up using PayPal, uh, PayPal ended the relationship. It's not us, it's them. And our hands are tied with that. So we're porting everybody over to a new payment processing system. Go check your email if you're an unslaved member and you use PayPal. 
uh, our admin team has sent out a notice as to how we're going to switch you guys over and reactivate your accounts. Um, and, uh, just let us know if you have any questions. The good news is this is speeding up the port because that's what was that was holding us back. PayPal was what was holding us back from getting our new website running properly. So, uh, it kind of was a blessing in disguise. And I've learned from taking all these hits that you just got to learn how to make lemonade out of lemons. Okay. And, and that's what we've done. So in my opinion, this is actually a good thing. Um, however, we're at risk of losing over 60% of our members if they don't uh, help us by switching over and reactivating their accounts. So please go and support us at unslave.com. It is a one of a kind research project with information and research and presentations second to none that you will not find anywhere else on the internet. It is completely unique. And uh, we have built a massive museum and archive of information about a variety of subjects. And yes, you will be tested. And yes, there will be things that you probably don't agree with or understand. And that's totally fine because it's all about a journey of discovery and trying to put all the pieces of the puzzle on the table so that you can make your own decisions and make up your own mind about what you believe. So help us out at unslave.com, guys. If you're a member, check your email, follow the directions. Let us know if you have any questions. We have a support email there. We'll help you guys through it. And uh, we're going to survive this no matter what. And if they chase us down even further, we'll adapt to that. And if they kick me off these platforms, I'll adapt to that. I don't care if I'm begging in the streets and holding up cardboard signs <laughs> saying, don't take this shot without being fully informed. Uh, that's what I'll do. So we're going to do this as long as we can. Any help or support you can give, even just by sharing it out or telling people about this podcast or referring them to Unslaved really helps a lot. So thank you guys for that. And with that, thank you for joining me today. I hope it's been informative. Um, and I've got more shows coming up. Remember, next Monday is Dr. Kerry Maday. Wednesday's show is switched to Thursday. We're with Alex Newman. And then I'm trying to get some other big wigs in there to help break down some more facts for you. So truth wins in the end, my friends. Don't give up yet. I think momentum's about to shift. I think it's already shifting in our favor. You can't hide the truth forever. So don't give up hope. Stay with your wolf pack. Don't worry about all those people nagging you and getting in your face and trying to tell you you're a mass murderer if you don't do this or that. You're informed and that's all that matters. And there's hundreds of millions of us. We're not alone and we're gonna win this. Trust me on that. Have a good one, everybody. I'll catch you next time. Cheers.